Hello, this is Jonathan S. from Reston, Virginia. This is the Daily Reflection Podcast. But just that belief wasn't enough. When I worked the 12 steps, I have a relationship with a higher power, someone I could talk to as a friend, as a father. It's an unlimited source I could tap into at any point of the day. You know, those spiritual beliefs turned into spiritual experiences. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, Lee, who's in the studio today? So today we have Jonathan S. from Reston, Virginia. It's May 3rd, by the way, and he is going to be sharing his experience, strength, and hope around today's daily reflection, which is cleaning house. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, Jonathan. It's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, We get started in the same way every day. We ask the guests to read the daily reflection. Do you have that handy? I do. May 3rd, cleaning house. Somehow, being alone with God doesn't seem as embarrassing as facing up to another person until we actually sit down and talk aloud about what we have so long hidden our willingness to clean out is still largely theoretical the 12 steps and 12 traditions page 60 it wasn't unusual for me to talk to god myself about my character defects but to sit down face to face and openly discuss these intimacies with another person was much more difficult. I recognized in the experience, however, a similar relief to the one I had experienced when I first admitted I was an alcoholic. I began to appreciate the spiritual significance of the program and that this step was just an introduction to what was yet to come in the remaining seven steps. Thanks for reading, Jonathan. Before we get started, what is your sobriety date? May 27th, 2019. Wow. Coming up on two years. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So as you read this, obviously, I think we're talking about the at least the first pass through the fifth step. What are the thoughts that come to mind for you? That's the turning point in the program. Trust me. Uh, I've, uh, I've done a few fifth steps. I've been sober for uh, almost two years. I've worked the 12 steps, probably three going on four times now. I'm on my fourth step. And you know, I was in and out of the program many, uh, many times during the first years or three years of my recovery. And then, you know, I, uh, eventually started doing the work and completely surrendering. But my first fifth step after I was done, we get the normal accreditation and be like, welcome to the program. Welcome to AA. And he told me, my sponsor was like this. A lot of people don't make it this far. And that's what I heard too. And it took a while to get through step four, but the work, what I was putting in, I knew that it was worth the promises that were to come. So that's what kept moving me forward. And every time I've done a fifth step, it's been a wonderful relief. You know, facing up to God, you know, is much easier 
than to facing up to somebody else. That's what it says is somewhat embarrassing. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'd be embarrassed because, you know, my higher power, I believe, knows everything I've already done and like everything is according to his will. And he knows all this already, but me admitting it to him. You know, my sponsor, when I did my uh, first fifth step with him, he said it comes straight to me and goes straight up to God. We invited him into the picture. You know, we sat down and said a prayer before we did number five. And we just brought him into the picture. And I did it just how it was rehearsed when I did uh, my first fifth step with like my sponsor, who I'm still in touch with today. But granted, every relapse I had, I had to find a new sponsor. And I went through a lot of fifth steps, but it wasn't accredited to me just living such a spiritual life. It was because I was such an alcoholic and a drug addict that I just couldn't really get a grasp of this thing. When uh, I had experienced similar relief when I first admitted I was an alcoholic. And I recently, you know, came to that conclusion. I remember the day, circumstances, and basically a video reel. When I first admitted that I was an alcoholic, I know exactly how it was. I caught my second DWI. I was sitting by the kitchen table. My dad was in the living room with the TV on mute. And we just started talking. He's like, I know when you go out to celebrate your friendship with your friends, he feels like you're doing that as basically an expression of your friendship to show how close you are, make a bond with your friends. But the consistent factor is every time you leave this house, there's a drink waiting for you. And I was like, wow, maybe the drink is the problem at that point. And that's when the thought, the fleeting thought went through my brain that says, wow, maybe I'm an alcoholic. And the next day I woke up and brought my mother into the picture too and said, you know, we could do the VASAP classes, put this DAW behind us and just move on from there and look at this as an isolated incident. But we've tried that before and it didn't work. So I'm like, it's time for a change. That's why I decided to go into residential treatment. Stayed sober for nine months, just out of basis of fear and not wanting to go back to jail. Jails, institutions, and death. That's what we're faced with here. You know, we have spiritual beliefs. I had spiritual beliefs galore, you know. I went to Sunday school. I got confirmed. I got baptized. And I think my parents put me through that process just to find good orderly direction. But just that belief wasn't enough. When I worked the 12 steps, if I have a relationship with a higher power, someone I could talk to as a friend, as a father, it's an unlimited source I could tap into at any point of the day. You know, those spiritual beliefs turn into spiritual experiences. Our job now is to to grow that on a daily basis, grow that relationship with a higher power, right? I'm curious about the relapses, though, Jonathan. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe what was missing in your first couple of uh, go-rounds in the program? Could sum it up really easy. You know, like I said, I mentioned I had two DWIs and plus a rack load of other misdemeanors, right? And um, my problems just aren't legal. I have a problem with drugs and alcohol. And when I, you know, being that I had two DWIs, there was 20 days mandatory in jail because it was within five years. And then there's probation for the next three years and doing it for the courts instead of myself. I have to want this thing. I have to do it for me. I can't do it to make my parents happy. I can't do it for the court system. I can't do it to want to go back to jail. You know, I believe that like the sober way of life is a better way of life. And even using buddies, they saw me when I went back out and they got tired of me. I would drink a beer and say, Hey man, let's go to a meeting. No, I don't want to talk about your feelings or in like the, the list goes on. They're like, 
John, like, just do that on your own accord. They're like, you were much happier when you were sober. You know, just put down the drink and get the business. And, and the thing is, if I come into the program, do a few steps and stay sober for a little amount of time and find a solution, it's going to re- ruin my drinking and using career. And that's exactly what it did. And I've reached a point of no return, honestly. I mean, I've fully conceded to myself that I am a drug addict and an alcoholic. I firmly believe the only way I can live my life is out of complete abstinence. That's awesome. And I think that's exactly where we need to get to. Like we have to concede to our innermost selves. And until we do, we're destined to keep drinking and using, like you said, headed directly to death institutions, jails. Let's talk about the higher power that you mentioned earlier. You brought God into, and that was your word, into your fifth step process with your sponsor. What is your routine or your process for ongoing conscious contact with that higher power today? Straight out of the big book, you know, carry thy will be done in all of our activities, in all of our affairs. And, um, you know, I wake up in the morning before I even have a cup of coffee. I hit my knees. I put in my contacts, brush my teeth and say, please help me stay sober today. Please help me concede to my innermost self that I am a drug addict and alcoholic. And relieve me of this obsession, desire, impulsivity, compulsion, you know, insanity, really, of the first drinking drug. And then at the end of 24 hours before I go to bed, you know, thank you for another day. And thank you for all the things I just mentioned. I'm wondering about the, um, just back to, I hate to keep going back to the, to the relapses, but, you know, one of the things that I, I unknowingly did was I carried this reservation around with me that at some point, at some point, I'm going to be able to, to drink like a normal person. Was that a part of your story? Did you knowingly harbor a reservation? <laughs> not now, not currently today. But, uh, you know, like when I did a first step on this go around, like, you know, I was on probation for three years. Then I went ripping and running for 10 months. And then I got back into the program. You know, uh, after like realizing that I couldn't use safely, experiencing the phenomena of an allergy and a lot of this like as you mentioned the reservation you know i knew i was a drug addict but i didn't know if i was an alcoholic not even when i came back into the program you know i say i had the phenomena of an allergy maybe one time knowingly because i was blacked out the other time i'm always using towards oblivion but one time is good enough for case in point and that's just like the video I, I said that plays in my head when i realized i admitted i was an alcoholic I realized when that, you know, that algae kicked in and I had to have another beer. You know, it was told to me, you know, I uh, I had a relapse, you know, I took a hit of marijuana. Then I went to my sponsor and said, that, to thine own self be true. It's like, yeah, man, definitely all the way. And then I was like, well, I'm saying that for a reason. It's because I got high last night. And he's like, well, I know you're a drug addict, but I don't know if you're an alcoholic. So he planted that seed in my mind. Maybe I can control this thing. I went on a spiritual retreat, <laughs> Matt Talbot, and uh, half measures avail us nothing. That's exactly 50%, and that's exactly what it, it availed me in terms of sobriety, right? That half measure eventually got me to fully concede. Because when I found my current sponsor today, he's like, do you think you're an alcoholic? And I was like, I don't know. And he said, I would have not sponsored you if you said definitely not or no. So the fact you said, I don't know, we worked through a first step, wrote down my reservations. I realized if I kept having all these conversations about alcoholism, like digging deep within myself, chances are I'm probably an alcoholic. 
And as I do that prayer every morning to fully concede, little bits and pieces of my story come to revelation. I realize, wow, I've had this thing for like 10, like 10 years probably before I even realized it. It didn't happen overnight. I've always been an alcoholic. Your eyes are open now. And, and the program is, well, I'll speak for myself. The program has definitely ruined my drinking for sure. Half measures avail us nothing. Uh, somebody on the program said, half measures should at least avail us half. Like <laughs> It's just not the case, though. So you mentioned something, and I want to clarify for the listeners that may not be aware of it, this, this concept of an allergy. You want to talk a little bit about that, um, that phenomenon? I would love to. It's, it's like in our DNA, right? So we, uh, an allergy is an abnormal reaction to a common substance. So, I mean, alcohol is everywhere. Like you, you see it in commercials, you see it in every store you go to, you see it at bars, you see it at restaurants. A normal reaction would be to drink one beer, feel the buzz, and then set it down. This is just like a light switch with me. If I would drink one beer, you know, I'm running to go get drugs. I'm running to get a pack of cigarettes. I'm running to get a bottle of liquor. Like I got to prepare myself for a long doing. You know, I can't control how much I have after I take that first step. And that's the phenomena of a craving and the definition of an allergy. That's awesome. Thank you for clarifying that for us. And I can hear your passion for your recovery, for the program, for your knowledge that you are truly an alcoholic. I love hearing that because that is what keeps us sober. What about the benefits of sobriety? Like, are the promises coming true for you? What's your life like today, as opposed to what it was like before when you were drinking? You know, by doing what it said in the book, book, when it said in the book, book, and how it said in the big book, every step revealed a promise to me. All the promises has probably come true. I cannot explain my life today and how great it feels. Right. And that's from an internal perspective. Externally, everything's still the same. Right. But I have a future today. That's one of the best benefits. One of the biggest benefits is having a life. Right. Because I live with my brother and he's out of the house sometimes. And normally that's a golden opportunity for me to buy a bottle of liquor or go get some drugs and just do it behind his back and just have that freedom to myself, but then be in bondage itself. So that's what it was like when I was using, but having a life today, having a meeting to go to, having like 150 friends to call on the phone at any given point. Like, I mean, the list goes on. I could be by myself, be closer to God and be okay. I have places to go, people to see in a life to live. Like, and I'm gaining the trust back from my family. Oh my gosh, what a miracle that is. What a miracle it is to like go on a 12 step call, you know, and have my dad and brother be like, yeah, do a good job. You know, turn them into one of us. And my mother, you know, I haven't done an amends with her, but like she's told me she's proud of me because coming up on two years clean, I decided to put down cigarettes too. You know, I'm about uh, two and a half months clean with no smokes. No black and miles, no cigarettes, no nicotine. I got off the gum too. Amen. <laughs> and like, that is just a matter of time, right? Like I finally, like my timeline and God's timeline finally aligned. And I just told myself, I'm not going to buy another pack of cigarettes. And I made it, made a date for myself and I stuck to it and I haven't turned back since. And my mom on, what was the last Easter? She announced to the whole family, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, they all gave me a round of applause at the dinner table after we said our prayers. But Jonathan hasn't smoked in two months. And like, 
hearing hearing comments from like my dad and being like, "Stay strong, be tough," or in my mom saying, "I'm proud of you." That's just, that isn't stuff I grew up with. But having like awakened to a new life, you know, that's stuff I hear today. You know, my dad's giving me a car, like his car, because he retired and doesn't need it for the express lanes. It's a hybrid. He's giving me a vehicle for like a dollar, right? He's transferring the title over. I just got my own car insurance. Where where does that come from? When I talk to my mom about this, she's like, every time you've had a car, it's been a problem. It's like, let me get a year clean. We'll readdress the situation. <laughs> We're still not on like the best terms, but she's part of the family and she knows what's going on. So I'm going to be driving soon too. I haven't driven in six years. And um, that's the external promises, the gifts of the program that are coming along naturally. And I believe being sober, getting sober, staying sober is like the ultimate test to mankind. And when it happens one day at a time and we do these things, good things just naturally start to happen. And that's not my no, not my fruition. That's all because of a higher power. And I give credit to him for that. So this is all well and good for Jonathan. What are you doing to keep it going? And tell me a little bit about the service aspect of your program. Okay. Well, I'm granted a daily reprieve based on my spiritual condition. So I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to carry God with me wherever I go. And I have a sponsee, so I'm being of service. I had two sponsees at one point. He went back out and found someone new. I was like, if it's not clicking, it's not clicking, no hard feelings. You know, it was recommended to me really early on to call three other alcoholics a day. I did that, but I don't just call and like check off some boxes. I try to get in touch with three alcoholics a day and have a conversation. I'm usually calling on the, on the phone with like 10 people a day, 10 phone calls. And I'll talk to those three people. And that's just the magic of the program. One alcoholic helping another, good things tend to happen. And I get contacted and hear the message. That's part of a service too. And like, plus sharing in meetings, right? Open mouths will get fed. Closed mouths stay shut. And, you know, if I share a message at a meeting, I might hear a response back. I might get an extra phone number to add to my network, you know? And when I get these new phone numbers, you know, sometimes they're a newcomer. If I'm a little further along, I have something to offer. You know, I've had a spiritual experience as a result of working the 12 steps. And that's a, that's something I could transmit. And when I hear a sponsee say, John, I want what you have. That's the most uplifting comment I could hear. Right. As, a, as an alcoholic, that's, you know, I'm like, you could have that and more. It's not just a possibility. It's a probability. Just staying connected, basically. I would add sharing on this podcast as part of the service you do. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> right. Well, I led a meeting a little while ago. And I'm like, that's going to rejuvenate my sobriety. I was like, well, I thought that I was going to have to wait till the podcast, like get that little, you know, jump start. Jonathan, your your message is inspiring, and and your passion is contagious. And I uh, just want to thank you for for coming today and sharing your experience, strength, and hope. And as we begin to close, is there any advice that you would offer, maybe to the newcomer? Yeah, keep coming back one day at a time. Cross off those triggers as you get through them one at a time and just, you know, it gets better as you go along. Jonathan, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Amazing story of experience, strength, and hope. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks so much. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. 
Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.